see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians who you have seen today, you will see them again no more forever. And the Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. The Lord said unto Moses, Why do they cry unto me? Speak to the children of Israel, and they'll go forward. Lift up your rod, stretch out your hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Stand still and watch this. I love it. He said, Don't be afraid. Now, see, first of all, we know some things. We know that God set them up completely. He put them where they were. He put them in the place where he wanted them to be. He hardened Pharaoh's heart so he would chase after them. God literally put them exactly where he wanted them, was in a place of complete and utter for them destruction, no way out, no rescue, no hope, nothing left. And God put them there. Everybody say amen. (laughs) God literally put them into that position. And Moses said, don't be afraid. Stand still and watch this. Said, don't fear. Don't be scared. Stand where you're at and watch this. Man, oh man, oh man. I don't think I would have wanted to be in that place stuck with the Egyptian army bearing down on me, but I would have loved to watch this as the, as the sea began to split and they walked across on dry land. I would have loved to seen that. Stand still and see and hold your peace. I love it. Watch. The Lord's going to fight for you. Hold your peace. You know, there's so much in life that I don't understand and, and, and there's so much that, that doesn't, doesn't fit into... I can't really necessarily get my mind wrapped around all of it. But I do know one thing. God can be trusted. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's already, even the worst of the places where we find ourselves, God has a plan in the middle of it. He has a plan in the middle of it. Stand still and see what I'm going to do. Psalms chapter 46. Psalms chapter 46. <clears throat> God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed and that the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. There is a river and the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of his tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that rightly so. The heathen raged and the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he has made in the earth. He makes wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear asunder. He burns the chariot with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. For the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Our refuge. Be still and know that I am God. Listen, God is in charge. 
God has things under control. God can break the army. He can cause the war to be over. He can create the war just so he can end the war. God is in charge. You don't have to freak out. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be afraid. You can be still and know that I am God. What happens when my knees start to shake? Get a hold of them. I used to love, I loved it all. The, the Bible says that David would encourage himself in the Lord. Remember that story when, when he would go and, and he took his warriors and he goes and he fights and they, they said, you know, we don't want you with us. So he comes back and everything's gone and all of the stuff is gone. So you're with David and you're following David and you go with David and you come back with David. And when you get home, while you were gone, somebody raided and stole everything you owned and everything everybody else owned. They said, what kind of a leader would do this to us? Put us, set a, put us into a place where now we have nothing. Everything we had has been taken. Our wives and our children and all of our things are gone. And we were following you. David said they wanted to, they wanted to stone him. David knew something about God that you've got to get in you. David began to encourage himself in the Lord. The Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. And he began to ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What I'm telling you is God, if the world freaks out around us, and it probably will, be still and know that I am God. God is in charge. He's in control. He's going to work it out. He'll fix it. However it is, some of it, I, I don't understand God, but God will do his will in it, and it's going to be okay. Be still and know that I'm God. I love the fact that God told David, go. And David didn't even know which direction to go. He didn't even know where to go. He didn't know who had raided him. He didn't know what group of people it was. He didn't know which kingdom to go attack. He had no idea. I mean, I'm, I would imagine that there was some kind of a trail... And let's go. How many men were in the army that attacked him? They didn't know. How big was the army? How powerful was it? How much weapons did they have? How, what kind of an enemy was he about to face? He knew none of those things. But none of those things mattered to him. Because God had said go. So he just said, all right, let's go. God can be trusted. We don't have to worry. Doesn't matter how big it is. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter what it, what it, what it, what it, what it appears. Doesn't matter how big they are. God is bigger than any army. He can cause any, any war to cease. He's bigger than all of those things. And you can settle in your heart. You can, you can be still in your heart. You can still the fear, the, 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 all of the voices, all you can still all of that stuff and just say, my God is in charge. And know that he is God, not a God, not one of many gods, not he is the God, the creator, the only one. There is none other. There's no other power. There's no other force. He is the God. So I can rest. I can relax. I can be still. 
I can let the wind blow. I like that song I used to let the wind blow. Let it blow where it may. Let the storms come. Doesn't matter. I can stand upon my God and be still and be settled and know God is in control. God will have his way. Romans, Romans chapter 8. Be still. Romans chapter 8. Uh, verse 31, Romans 8, 31, that's where I was going to start. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I could stop there, but I'm not going to. But what could we say? What things are bigger than God? What problems are bigger than God? What situations in your life are bigger than God? What, what could possibly catch God by surprise? He who prophesied thousands of years before things happen and still prophesied for things that will are yet to come. He who knows what's yet to come. What could possibly catch him by surprise? What could be bigger than him? Nothing. For what shall we say to everything? Everything. All of it. Every problem. What can we say to everything? If God is on my side, I have nothing to fear. If God's on my side... Don't matter how big the giant is. Don't matter how big the army is. Don't matter if I can even see the army. Doesn't matter. If God is on my side, I settle my heart and say, let's go. I'm ready. I'm not afraid. God's got it under control. I love that. God said, remember this to Moses? He said, tell them to proceed straight before them. I love that. Then he said, strolled your hand out. Go back and read it. He says, Moses, tell them to go straight forward. Ocean. <laughs> tell them to go straight forward. Hold your hand up. Hold your rod. Listen, we can settle our heart no matter what, this, what the turmoil and the junk and the stuff goes on. Our God's bigger than all of it. He's bigger than all of it, and he's got a plan, it's, and he's going to work it out. And, and I, don't, I don't know what it is, but he's bigger than all of it. There's nothing. Who can stand against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered us for, him, for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? If he wouldn't spare his own son, but offered his own son for us, what else would God withhold from us? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifies. Who is he that condemns? It's Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who can separate us from the life of Christ? Tribulation, distress, persecutions, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword, can any of these things separate you from the love of God? Can any trouble separate you from God's love? Can any persecution, can any, any of these things, any trial, any famine, can any of these separate you from the love of God? Any of them. This morning, my dad began to share a, a story with me. I didn't know I was going to put it in here, but we were just having coffee this morning. He said I had 
out of my family, out of ten of us in the family, said, I don't understand why God and the Holy Spirit pulled on my heart. He was a very young child. As a matter of fact, they were having a revival in the town. And they had a revival during school hours. And so the, the principal of the school let all of the kids know if any of the kids in the school wanted to go to the revival meeting, they would be excused from school. A different time back then. So my dad went. I mean, most of the kids did. <laughs> my dad went. He said when the, the altar call came, and he was a very young, 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 young child, and the altar call came, and he got up and walked down the aisle. He said, none of my family came with me. And he walked down the aisle by himself. He accepted Christ. He said they kind of broke in the revival meeting for lunch. And they began to walk back to the log cabin to have lunch. And on the way back, his oldest brother said to him, you are a fool. And they began to tease him on his way back to the house. And he got back to the house and he began to put some wood in the fireplace. He said, I, I just began to put wood in the fireplace. He said, the Holy Spirit began to fall upon me. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what was going on. But I'm standing there at the fireplace and my eyes begin to swell up and I begin to cry. And it wasn't sadness that was going on in my heart. Just this thing, this, this overwhelming thing that was just on me. I didn't know what it was. I didn't even know what to call it. But I'm standing there crying and my mom is like, see what you guys did? Teasing him all the way home. And he's like, I don't care that they were teasing me. That is not why I'm crying. I don't care that they were teasing me. That doesn't mean anything to me. There is nothing that can separate us from the love of God, from the power of God, from God's will. There's no enemy big enough. There's no persecution strong enough. There's no power too much to separate us and keep us from God. And I can settle my heart if everybody else disagrees with me. It doesn't matter if God is on my side. <laughs> I can be still and know my God is the God, the only God. And nothing can separate me from his love. It, it didn't stop there. It says, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that death, you can kill me and it won't stop. It won't keep me from God. Life, angels, principalities or powers or things present or things to come. I love this. How many times do we sit and worry about what if that happens? What if it does? It can't keep God from doing what his will in our lives. What if it does happen? doesn't matter things that might happen things to come no height no depth 
nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of Christ, which is in with the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is nothing bigger than our God. There's no problem bigger. There's no situation greater. There's no thing that can happen in your life that's bigger than God. You may not hear a thundering voice. You may not feel anything. You may not have any experience. It does not matter. God is still in control. You can just sit there and go, God's in control. How do you know? Ah, well, I don't know how. I know. Don't feel it. Can't see it. Not, God didn't speak to me from a cloud. I have no idea how to tell you this, but I'm going to be still and watch what God's going to do. I'm going to be still and watch what God's going to do. Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. If I don't understand it, doesn't matter. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. Straightway, Jesus commanded his disciples to get into ship and to go before him to the other side. While he sent the multitude away, and when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when he had, evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the middle of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a spirit. They cried out in fear. But, Jesus, but straightway Jesus said, Be of good cheer. It's I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered and said, Lord, if, it bid, if it's you, bid me to come out on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. So Peter sees Jesus. He says, Jesus, call me. And Jesus said, come. Peter gets out of the boat and he is walking on the water. And then, then, Peter said, saw the wind. Now, what was it Peter saw? He saw the results of the wind. He saw the waves. He saw all of the crashing. He saw the turmoil in the water. And when he saw the turmoil, he began to get scared. Now, wait just a second. Are you telling me that he thought if that water was calm enough, he could have walked on it. What possible difference could the wind have made? What difference did it make? He looks out and sees the wind blowing and starts to get scared. How in the world could that have had anything to do with his victory? He was literally walking on the water. Why would you be afraid of the wind? Because it wouldn't matter how calm it was. It, you couldn't have walked on that water without God's power, without his part, without the call of God, without God of calling him out there. It wouldn't have mattered how calm it was. But Peter got to seeing the turmoil. And he thought, I'm walking on this water and it's moving. I might sink. Because it's moving. You're already out there. You're already standing on it. Why would you possibly be afraid? 
Now, he didn't sink. Everybody says he sank. He did not sink. It says beginning to sink. He said, whoa, the wind, this water is not going to hold me up without Jesus. Which was right from the beginning, which had nothing to do with the wind. He couldn't have done it at all without Jesus. Said, I'm not going to be here without Jesus. Cried unto Jesus. Jesus picked him up. They walked back to the boat. He didn't sink. So he started to sink. But he walked back to the boat. But let me tell you something. We live a life that God has called us. He has changed us. He has transformed us. He has already created a miracle in you. He has already done a phenomenal work in your life. Stop looking at the situations, the circumstances. They have nothing to do with who you are and where you are and what's going on in your life. All of the troubles of the world have nothing to do with where you are. You are already above and not beneath because Christ is in your heart. You have already won. You already have the victory. Looking at all of that other stuff is meaningless. It's meaningless. Be still. No, he is my God. He has called me. He has reached into my heart. He has rescued me. And all of these things really have nothing to do because they can't separate from me from him. They can't stop him. They're too little. He's bigger than all of them. He may have put me in the middle of the storm just so he could get me out. None of it matters. I'm in him. And because I'm in him, I can be confident and assured that it'll all work out for the good. I can be assured of that. Be still and know that I am God. Ezra Dale, that sounds good, but if you just knew how much stuff I'm going through. It's all just wind. It's all wind. Ezra Dale, it's so big. It's just wind. And if it would quit blowing... You still could never deal with the sin that God already dealt with in your heart. If there was not a single problem in your life, it still would mean nothing without the resurrection power of our God. It would still mean nothing. And if it does blow, it is just empty wind. It's empty wind. And it means nothing. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. Trust in the Lord with your whole heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. I'm not belittling your trouble. I'm not trying to tell you your trouble isn't real trouble. Let me tell you something. An Egyptian army bearing down on a people that were stuck at the edge of a sea with no weapons and no ability to defend themselves was real trouble. It was real trouble. What I'm telling you is your God is bigger than all the trouble that could come. He's bigger than that. And looking at it and worrying about it and fearing and being in fear about what might come, being in fear about what is happening, all of those things mean nothing 
Your success is not founded upon if everything goes good for you. Somebody say amen. amen. Your success is not founded on whether everything is successful. My life's meaning rests upon one thing. My relationship with my Father, my God, and my Savior. And all the rest of it is just meaningless. I'll not be afraid. If he slays me, I'm going to serve him. If the problems rise up, so be it. I'm just going to be still and know I am in the hands of the Almighty God Creator. And I may not understand it. I'm going to trust him, not worry about whether it makes sense to me. Not worry about whether or not I can make it work out in my own head. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to not lean on my own understanding. I'm going to ask a lot of questions. Which way do you want me to go? He's promised to lead, and I'm going to ask. Which way do you want me to go? Uh, Help me out. Show me what you want, and I'm going to try to do it. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Be still and know. Whatever you're facing, whatever you may face, you may be not facing anything right now, but, may, but, but, but you probably will. Whatever comes at you, God is large and in charge. In Jesus' name, God has it under control. My wife and I, on a trip to the coast one time, we're in a huge storm on the, on the ocean. Probably one of the most violent seas I can ever imagine. And it was slamming up against the rocks. I go there now and I look at that cliff that we were standing on and it's just hard for me to fathom how raging that storm was because it's so far to the water when you go there at the, at the, what is it, the, the gardens, shore acres. It's so far down to the water there. The storm was raging so high it would hit those rocks and it was shooting up in just this magnificent spray. You could see from the whole area, the whole parking area, because it was shooting up way up over the cliffs up into the spray. The guys, are there were people grabbing their cameras and getting their cameras out and pulling all their stuff. It was the most magnificent storm I, I think personally I'd ever seen. And it was beautiful. And that is my God. (laughs) In the most fiercest of storms, it can be beautiful. God bless you. Be still and know he is God. The God. The only God. The one God. Amen.